Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome back to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Duty role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. Our scenario is The Code. It was written by Chris Lackey, and it's part of a collection of scenarios entitled Mansions of Madness, Volume 1. It's available from DriveThruRPG. Our game master is John Hook, and this is Episode 2. Our recap will be given by Philip Creeley as his character, Ethan Donnelly. So, without any further delay, let's continue our journey into the darkness. I was on the production floor talking with Walter P. Chrysler when a Western Union telegram arrived and interrupted the meeting. It was from the physicist Dr. Kenneth Connolly, my friend from Harvard and a fellow lieutenant of the 6th Massachusetts Infantry during the war. I remember now like it was yesterday. It was July 4th, 1917, as he and I walked down the streets along with the other American servicemen from the American Expeditionary Force, down the streets of Paris. They had been in the war since 1914. Millions were dead. They looked, the women yelled and threw flowers at us as Black Jack Pershing rode his great stallion in front of us. They revered us as demigods and treated us like heroes. Six months later, I lay in a shell with my ear blown off, blood trickling down my face with my friend, Kenneth, Kenny, big brain, we called him in the unit, also wounded in the foot. But now this telegram, my memory coming back, he bid me to come to his Wellington estate to see an invention that would change the world. But he said in a following letter to trust no one, he listed a code. I wrote it down and memorized it. And he specifically mentioned not to trust anyone, including and especially Elizabeth, or who this person is, I do not know. I picked up Rain, Judge Rainier Mezzanin, another friend of Kenneth's and mine from Harvard. And then we ran into Driscoll Chip Wallace, the financier and trust fund martini admiral, as well as the professor of geology, Dr. Reginald Lynch. It turns out that they all received telegrams as well to meet at Wellington, his ancestral estate. Although my additional message with the code uh, seemed to be unique. Driscoll's roles in my prototype Chrysler 6 raced down the country roads, much to rain chagrin. After arriving, we were introduced to William, a large oak tree of a man that that I took an immediate dislike to. My impression is that he's hiding something. In the library, we met Dr. Seamus Quinn, a uh, at a, a college, um, a friend of Kenneth, and uh, apparently Kenneth was his uh, uh, mentor and a fellow physicist. Uh, also present was Diana Carlson, apparently a high school teacher and a friend of Kenneth's. Rounding out this cavalcade of suspects is the shapely and smart Claire, a reporter. After some banter with the other guests, I heard that I heard Kenneth's unmistakable gait in the hallway. But when I opened the door, 
There was nothing there. After more waiting, William burst into the room to announce that Kenneth had disappeared. After some questioning, William took off to take care of dinner and we all decided to search around the house. The first room turned out to be Kenneth's workshop. Within we found two suits, apparently the inventions that Kenneth had wanted to show us. I investigated them as well as the plans which discussed things like gravitational effects. Although I needed more time to attempt to understand how these uh, suits worked. Dr. Wallace discovered that the suits have an aperture that measures two inches long by five inches deep. Dr. Quinn began to uh, read the notes and with some comprehension began to collect uh, Kenneth's designs and notes and action that coupled with an insult about my war wound earned him a broken nose, much to the consternation of all in the room. Rain took down took off, disgusted with me down the hallway along with everyone else, leaving me with Claire, who agreed to help me search for Kenneth upstairs. After checking a few of the upstairs rooms, I was suddenly confronted by a most monstrously impossible creature, a beast resembling a panther made of blue glass with giant claws and light emerging from its maw. I watched as it climbed up the wall and disappeared into nothingness. The sight was so horrifying that I momentarily lost control of my pistol, which discharged around into my shin. I'm now currently trying to stop the bleeding by making a tourniquet out of my belt, while a Lucky Strike cigarette is uh, hanging out of my mouth. May I continue to find and presumably rescue my old friend no matter what the cost. Nice. One, well said. One second, guys. Hold on. Sorry. Uh, yes. Well said. Uh, so uh, let's bring the camera downstairs uh, where uh, Chip and Reginald and Judge Rain um, are gathered. And you guys have just heard a gunshot upstairs. Oh, dear God. What's that? Let's go see. Quick. Let's get upstairs. One quick guess is it's Ethan. <laughs> he went upstairs with sh with Claire. Hopefully, he didn't shoot her. Oh, he probably did. <laughs> Let's go. All right. Uh, so uh, you guys take the uh, the central stairs. Yeah, the grand central stairs. The grand of course. Staircase. All right. Uh, yeah. So you race up to the second floor, and there, uh, uh, sitting on the ground, uh, nursing his leg. Uh, belt uh, tightened around uh, just below his knee is uh, Ethan and uh, and Claire is uh, squatting on the ground next to him trying to assist as best she can the oh. uh, the pistol is uh, is lying and, and sitting by um, uh, by Ethan's hand and uh, yeah he's uh, he's bleeding from the leg looks like Claire um, shot him good yeah uh, I'll, I'll lean over. Um, um, I, I have some first aid training, but it's not much. Uh, does anyone else have better? I can try. <laughs> Go right ahead. Uh, did he did he succeed on in the last game, and or did he even try it on himself? We didn't. We didn't okay. do. Uh, we didn't Got do it. any dice rolls. All right. Yeah. So I'll, I'll run up and I'll see what I can do to help him. Where's my first aid? There it is. 50. 
I'll pick up the gun. 58, but I will spend the eight luck on it to get him, uh, get him, get stopped okay. bleeding. All right. Uh, so yeah, you can recover, uh, one hit point, Ethan. Um, honestly, uh, judge the, the pistol is sitting right by Ethan's hand. He's already collected it. It's just not in his holster, but it's sitting on the oh. ground right by his hand. Is he, is he holding it in his hand though? No, it was just he had, he had he had secured it right by himself, you know, right by him. Well, as I run up to see, dear God, are you okay? I'm going to reach down and pick it up. So, I mean, he's obviously in pain and well, he's yeah. laying there on I, the ground. I look, I'm like, what are you doing? Oh I, my I, God, I, what I, did I, you do to yourself? <laughs> yeah, I I think I would try to stop him from grabbing the pistol. Oh, good. We're fighting already. Yeah, yeah for sure. As, it, as he makes that move, I'm like, calm down. You're going to open the wound more than it already is. And I'm trying um, to, uh, to, to... So due to, due to pain and due to um, your receiving and probably uh, focused on the first day that you're receiving, um, I'll let you each do a dexterity test. Uh, but Ethan is going to have a penalty die on his dexterity test. So whoever can uh, have a greater success can snatch the gun. Okay. Well, then I'm not, I'm not wrestling him for it. I'm just saying. No, nope, it's just yeah, it's who gets to it first. Whoever has 30, the fastest hand. Out of fifty. I, I got forty-seven out of fifty. So we both got a hard, but I mean a regular, but okay. he got a better one. Yeah. <laughs> not that so, I don't trust you, Judge, but it is my. Ethan, just give me the gun. No. Yeah, you've already shot the gun. You're in somebody else's house. Give me the gun. Blair, are you all right, darling? I I I am. I am. It was uh I, I don't know what happened. It's quite what? startling. Well, if you were aiming for the heart, you went a little low. Well, there there, <laughs> there doesn't need to be any guesswork. I can tell you all exactly what happened. A panther made of glass, came out of the wall, looked like it was going to attack me, and then walked up the wall and disappeared. My right. God, I think right. he's Ethan. going into shock. It's, it's, <laughs> shell, like, it's, those... it's shell shock. No, I thought I heard God, something God. downstairs. It, like, it could be that I, that I did not see what I think I saw, but I know what I saw. Driscoll, what were you saying? Does he mean like one of those little glass-blown animals that I've seen decorating diners and it, things? It's, it's shell shock. A thousand times the size and it was not shell shock. I know what I saw. Ethan, Ethan, you're seeing things and you're shooting guns and you're punching people in the face in yes, somebody's house. Claire, Claire, please go to the nearest water closet and grab me a towel of some sort. I need something to stop the bleeding. Uh, okay, I haven't yeah. been feeling Claire, Claire uh, says, uh, sure. And uh, you see her uh, take off for, um, for a door that's uh, near, the, uh, near some windows. Um, I actually don't know which way is the compass, so I'm just going to call the top of the map north, but that might okay. not be correct. Um, actually, I think it might be east, but I'm not really concerned about it. Anyways, she runs over to this door that's near a, uh, a bank of windows and runs inside uh, and grabs a, uh, a towel and comes back. But she knew where the she knew where the bathroom was. I'm curious. 
Judge, you said you saw something earlier as well, didn't you? And I then, saw, I saw know, William, but... Didn't you see a wolf leg downstairs? No, I, I, I saw what looked to be some sort of wolf leg. Uh, it was only for a split second. I mean, it was odd, but I, I, I feel like maybe I was drinking a little too much of your Manhattans. Drinking. <clears throat> been drinking. Has something been put into our... Well, what, alcohol. Why is seeing William bizarre? I, I'm, I'm, he is downstairs. How would that I'm be? Drinking more than all of you, and I'm not seeing anything. I saw a different William. I saw William disheveled, ragged, and attacking me with an axe. He chased <clears throat> me out of the room, and he buried the axe in the floor. And by the time the other guys got to me, there was nothing there. Where is the William that we're used to seeing? He's is in he the kitchen. He's in the kitchen. Cooking. Why don't we resume our search? Well, I don't think we're doing anything. I think we need to get him downstairs. Once I get him secured with the uh, towel, I can. we can probably move him downstairs. But I'm probably going to need some help. Yeah. Get you downstairs onto a divan, and then uh, uh, we'll we'll continue the search. Surely, if Kenneth is around here, he's heard the gunshot. Where's the other young woman that was with us, Diane? She's downstairs with uh, uh, Seamus. With Doctor Seamus, who is Quinn. got a bloody yeah. nose. They were yeah, they were recuperating in the parlor where you Dr. all Quinn. initially uh, met everyone. I, I, as I'm taking care of uh, Ethan's leg, I'll look over to him. I'm like, Ethan, please, at the very least, put the safety on. The safety is on, I assure you. What if it has something to do with Kenneth's experiments? What if he's, what if there's a gas or something that's causing us to hallucinate? Hallucinate? Oh. Wouldn't it cause all of us to hallucinate? Well, you just haven't hallucinated yet. But so far, from us four, it's three out of four. I think that, <laughs> I think that it's wise that if you see something unexplainable, it's probably not real. Claire's right here. Claire, have you seen anything odd or hallucinatory? Did you see the giant glass panther? Uh, she was in the he room. Yeah, she she looks a little sheepish at, at Ethan and then shakes her head. And she says, no, I did not see it. All right, let's let's get him. Let's get this man downstairs, and then we'll we'll see what is it the parlor where everything is in. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll see what we can do from there. Well, it doesn't take four of us to take him downstairs, even no, though. No, but I would I appreciate no. one more help. We can each have. I'll, I'll, I'll help you. I'll help you, <laughs> Reginald. All right, and we we'll, we'll bring him downstairs. All right, Claire, would you like to accompany me downstairs? Don't put too much pressure on it. Why don't you look through these other rooms on this level with Claire? We're still trying to find Kenneth. He could still be lying on the floor know, having a heart I, attack. I, this is just a flesh wound. It's, okay. it's not a flesh wound. You got you. You, you shot yourself in the leg, man. It didn't hit the bone. It went through. No, it's through the muscle. I still, have to, I still have to secure the bleeding. So we're going to get you downstairs and see what I can do to get this in. <clears throat> Did the bullet go through? Yeah. It did. It went through meat. It did not uh, strike bone. 
yeah, we still need to patch you up so that you don't squirt blood all over the house. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I will happily take a quick look with Claire at the other rooms. If I remember from the map, they're mostly around the perimeter of a big hallway anyways. Well, it's also the third floor, so. Yeah, that's right. the Oh, well, I don't know if I'll go up to the third floor, but a casual look of the rooms on the second floor. Jesus I'm Christ, sure Driscoll, do something for a change. I'm sure Miss Claire will keep you safe. All right, we're going to take uh, Ethan downstairs. Ethan downstairs. Excellent. Uh, so just as a reminder, um, I just wanted to point out that, uh, or Claire, uh, let Chip, Claire lets you know, she points out, she says, uh, we've already looked at uh, these rooms here. And so on the map that I have displayed, it's uh, rooms uh, three, four, and five. So they checked out those three. And then the creature that uh, Ethan was attempting to describe, it seemed to have disappeared into the, the corners of the walls, right where room six and seven you know, junction and where they meet. Um, and then the, the, the water closet, the restroom that uh, Claire ran to for that washcloth um, is, uh, uh, is up here in the corner room eight. Well, there's really just two rooms to look at. Six yeah. and seven. Yep. And then, uh, and then there's like a large seating area uh, by that bank of windows uh, that looks out over into uh, the backyard of the house as well. But um, anyways, so you've got, uh, uh, so it sounds like uh, Judge Rain and Reginald kind of um, uh, support Ethan so that he can uh, uh, walk uh, with as little pain as possible. And you guys begin to descend the, uh, the grand stairwell in order to get Ethan to the parlor. Well, it that, seemed like there were a lot of places to sit in the parlor. So there are many yeah. places to include, uh, you know, uh, Shay's lounge chair, so he can bang. totally get laid, you know, lay back, up. and yeah, yeah and exactly. bleed all over that furniture. So it should be <laughs> fine. Um, all right, so Chip. Yes, sir. Chip, uh, so we're gonna we're gonna let those uh, folks head downstairs, and we're gonna keep the camera on Chip and uh, uh, Claire. Claire. We're gonna cheap on keep the camera on you guys. And um, so she uh, she slips her arm around yours and kind of squeezes, and she goes, "Oh my! <laughs> well, it's my wallet." <laughs> and, and she she goes, <laughs> "Aren't you the funniest?" <laughs> Claire, and you we, can, uh... and she and, and in, in addition to holding your arm, you know, she's got another hand that's just kind of patting you on the chest and and rubbing on your chest and she's like so where should we go uh, uh let's just continue this perimeter hallway we'll look in this room right uh, here this uh room next to the last room that you were in right. before you even shot the pather room right. six uh so yeah she goes over to the door and um and opens it uh and you guys go in yes do you follow her in Sure. Oh yeah. 
Yeah, I don't okay. suspect there's anything weird. Nothing has happened weird for Chip yet. Yeah, no, and and so you're in uh, what is clearly a guest room. Um, you know, it has a, a double bed, and it's got a, a, a standing uh, wardrobe, and it's got a dresser, and there's a basin. And uh, and so this, this room is... Um, it's decorated all these rooms you know all these guest rooms seem to have like a theme you know mm-hmm. and so uh, so this one has a um this one has like a winter theme to it so you can see you know little knickknacks and there's paintings on the walls and things like that that you know so you might call this the winter room right very good uh a casual look around i'm not going to root through anything but i in the back of my mind, remember that that suit downstairs had an oblong missing piece to the cuff. And I'm thinking that it's maybe some little black box or something. And I'm just scanning the room for it. Yeah, go ahead and give me a uh, spot hidden. Oh, no, that's a failure. You uh, you give the room a pretty thorough look around, and uh, you're like, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. You don't, you don't feel like you've, uh, you've discovered it. You, you feel like you've given the room a pretty thorough look, and yeah, nothing, nothing to see here. Sure. Uh, and so she, she kind of seems the same way. And um, uh, how she is says, she? Uh, where to next? Uh, yeah. It, how is she acting through all of this? Is she curious? No, that's is... a fantastic question. Um, give me a psychology role, please. I was afraid you were going to ask that. <laughs> Chip is not very perceptive, and he fails that mightily. Yes, yeah. Uh, so um, she certainly looks like um, she has the same kind of uh, interest as um, as some debutantes uh, have at uh, certain functions. Uh, some of the more... Um, traditional stuffy uh kind of function so she kind of has that um that oh, same level of, of 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 uh interest so she's sort of going through through the motions much like so, chip is, much of. like chip is yeah um well we'll let's go to the next room shall we claire oh i wonder i wonder how that will be decorated yes let's let's try that and uh down the okay. hall and open the door. Yeah, so <laughs> you you go over to room seven, and you open the door. And this room is much larger uh, than any of the other rooms that that you've seen. And uh, and even Claire has this oh look around, you know, as uh, as you go into the room. This room has um, extra furniture. So there's there's a you know a seating area and a small table. Um, you know, a little side table has two chairs around it. Um, and, uh, uh, this room looks lived in, right? This room, uh, looks like it's been in use. Um, and it has a, um, pardon me. It has a, um, a king size bed, um, and, uh, a, you know, a, a very large standing wardrobe. There's a full length standing freestanding mirror there's that seating area dresser you know all kinds of things um and you can even see you can even see in one corner near the uh the standing wardrobe are uh, a couple extra 
uh, you know, extra sets of like uh, orthopedic shoes. And it's just, you know, it's one shoe and it's got like a leg brace that goes with it. But there's like three extras of those kind of, you know, stacked up against a, a wall corner. Certainly. So I suspect this is Kenneth's room, Claire. Do you agree with me? Well, it certainly seems that way. Now, Claire, men of science will often keep a journal next to their bed to jot down ideas that come to them in the middle of the night. I wonder if Kenneth did the same. Should we look in the dresser drawer? And, and she seems a bit taken. She's like, that's very keen of you. Hmm. Well, you are more than money. You're smarts, too. I like that. Why? Oh, Claire, you're too kind. Let's just look in the drawer. And uh, and so uh, go ahead and give me a spot hidden. It's worse than the last one. Oh yeah. So yeah, you you're you're looking around. Um, sometimes though, as you're looking, um, you get distracted, and so you kind of you know look off to one side, and you know there's there's Claire, and she's got her 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 derriere pointed at you, and kind of wiggling it around, and you seem to be looking at that more often than in the dresser drawers. And, uh, and so purposefully sort of distracting and flattering me. So she does uh, stop at a, at a moment and she kind of, she kind of, uh, you know, pats her own chest and, and she says, um, she says, Chip, darling, can, can you excuse me for a second? I'm just, I'm going to hit the powder room and I'll be right back. Of course, darling, I'll be right here waiting. Thank you. And uh, so she exits. Um, so my assumption is that you were just checking the uh, like the nightstand area by the by the bed. Do you want to do any more looking? I think now that I'm alone, I will. I'll give a more thorough look around okay. the bed, places where Chip thinks he might hide something. Again, something like an oblong brick or something. Okay. Something science fictiony is what Chip is thinking. Okay. Um, uh, yeah. So you're you're looking around the room. Go ahead and give me another spot hidden. A success. An ah. o, an O nine. That is a. <clears throat> it's actually a, super a hard success. success. Yeah. So you you're really giving this look a, a thorough gusto. Mm -hmm. uh, you're looking under the bed. Uh, you're like knocking on some floorboards if there's anything hollow. Uh, you check between the mattresses. You go and you open up the uh, the standing wardrobe, and you're kind of sifting through the clothing. You're checking a shelf up above, and you're coming up empty. You're not finding anything that shouldn't be there, right? Okay. Um, so you're 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 in the wardrobe, and you kind of you kind of step back and you you shut the wardrobe doors and off to your right, standing in front of the, uh, the freestanding full length mirror is, is Kenneth. And he's, he's buttoning a shirt. He's buttoning up a shirt and he's like trying to, to slip a tie through. And uh, he's looking at himself in the mirror and he says, uh, Lizzie, honey, uh, be a doll, if you would, please, and hand me my jacket. Kenneth, I didn't hear you come in. And, and he looks at you, and he sees you, and he goes, Chip! And, and he starts to, like, 
backpedal and and he's kind of losing his balance a little bit and he ends up falling ass first into one of those uh, wingback chairs that's uh, right next to the little um, side table you know the little seating area and so he just kind of lands with a plop in that chair and he and he looks at you and he says chip what what do you what brings you here well your note brought us here silly And he, he's got this blank look on his face. <laughs> Kenneth, we're waiting for dinner. We've been searching the house for you. We're all here. Reginald, Rain, <laughs> even that crazy bird Ethan drove up. You are kidding me. What? Everybody's here? You sent us a letter, a telegram. I must have it. Oh, no, I left it in the car. But you sent us a telegram. Oh, pishaw, I did no such thing. What are and you someone, doing? Someone is telegraphing in your name, my friend. Wait, 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 wait a second. And so he finally, he kind of, you know, gets himself up. You know, he has a little bit of difficulty, you know, standing, sitting, you know, because of his leg. And uh, and he stands up and he, and he kind of, he, he, you know, cl clops his way towards you and he says, Say this again. What is it? What are you talking about? Quickly, Kenneth. Who's Lizzie? <laughs> the love of my life. I, 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 de I have wanted to introduce you. I just, I've been so busy with my work, and and she's been so critical to it. But I just haven't had time to get my head above water, as they say. I certainly understand. Is Lizzie here with us now? Well, I, yes, I, I wait to meet her. Yes, uh, she was just here. Let's go downstairs. Are you tired to to descend to the parlor? Yes, but tell me, tell me more. What, what party? Well, I pull up a chair, Kenneth, dear. We all received a telegram asking us to come attend a dinner party. You are going to show us a marvel of science you've constructed. And we and, happen and, to be and, your suit. And he catches his breath in his throat. He, he, seems to, he seems to stop breathing for a second and backpedals again and goes, say again. You've sent us a letter, a telegram, to show us your suit, your marvelous invention. There's a pair of suits with a common device linking common them. Common device linking them. Yes. Yes. That would make so much sense. I... Oh, my God. Do you know what this means? Dinner's closer? <laughs> it works! Oh, my... It works! Oh! My God, man! Traveling through time is real. Time travel. It works. It works. Kenneth, Kenneth, my friend, let's go downstairs. Ethan shot himself. It's hilarious. He might have shot a toe off. Was it David? Was 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 what David? No, Ethan. The who man shot. Who shot Ethan? I. I uh, he may have shot himself. Chip. I, I, I do so dearly love Lizzie, but I am 
dubious of her brother, David. I, I don't David. know. I'm, I'm very confused. Hurry, man, give me that jacket. Let's go downstairs right this moment. Right, turn around and get his jacket for him. Hey, you, you turn around and there's no jacket on the bed. You turn around to, uh, to tell him that there's no jacket on the bed and Kenneth is not there. Make a sand roll. Yes, success. Uh, okay, lose one. Hmm. So as you're standing there looking at the full length mirror or not at, you're not looking into the mirror. You're like looking at the space in front of where a, where a person was standing. Where he would be standing. Where he would be standing. As you're standing there kind of staring at that empty gap, uh, the door opens behind you and Claire comes back. And I, I just turn and I say, Kenneth, oh, Claire. And then she has this, you know, queer look on her face that she kind of, you know, tips one hip and puts her hand on her hip and says, Kenneth, now I think I have a much more lovely stride than he, wouldn't you say? Certainly a more quiet one. Let's go downstairs and find our friends, shall we? As we continue our search for Kenneth. And then I will sort of take her by the elbow and, and lead her towards the stairs. And I want to join my companions. All right. So we'll uh, change cameras. We'll kind of fade to black there. And uh, we rejoin uh, Reginald, uh, the judge, and Ethan as they open the door and start hobbling their way into um, into the parlor. And uh, so um, Diana is in there with uh, Dr. Quinn. And you can see that uh, Diana has uh, used like a, like a bar towel and she's, uh, you know, there was a, there was a, uh, an ice bucket. So she's put some ice in that uh, towel. And so she's gingerly holding it on, uh, on Dr. Seamus's face uh, to try and help with the swelling. As, and they see you guys coming in and uh, they see you guys clearly uh, supporting and helping Ethan uh, hobble in. And Diana says, we heard a gunshot. What happened? And Judge is on mute. <laughs> the man shot himself. <laughs> Ethan shot himself. Yeah. And the then, man and, shot himself. Look, and then and Dr. Dr. Quinn's, you know, kind of pushes the bag of ice off his face uh and sits up forward and says say again i uh, like i, I kind of <laughs> point to the hobbled man i'm like yes karma is real uh, <laughs> and i kind of get him on the lounge chair <laughs> and and, and seamus begins to sit back and kind of waves for diana to reapply the ice and as she <laughs> as she's reapplying the ice it's it's not quite muffling the uh the raucous laughter coming from uh, Dr. Quinn. <laughs> shot himself. I'm, I'm going to see if I can get something that we can wrap uh, Ethan's leg in. Uh, I'm going to head to the kitchen. Ethan, do you want tea? No, I'm fine with this humble pie. <laughs> I'm going to go uh, talk to William and see if I can get 
But as I go to the kitchen door, I'm going to be like, if he's got an axe, I'm running. <laughs> okay. So I'll, is it one of those doors that just sort of opens? Sure. Yeah. Okay. So I just sort of put it up and I say, uh, William. And you push it in because it, it flip flops both ways. Mm-hmm. You push it in, William, and the kitchen is empty. Hmm. Well, I'm going to then look around and see if there's a towel or something that we can use. There is. And very carefully come back out again. Keep an eye out for William. Uh, And there is an ice box in there if you wanted to get more ice. I don't know what you're, if you, are you only looking for a towel? I don't think we want to put ice on his wound. We just want to wrap it so that it's not bleeding. Sure. So, and you want to maybe get some extra towels and stuff? Yeah. And, and you know, in homes this old, uh, there's also a, like a wash, well, there's an area where you could do some manual uh, wash scrubbing and stuff. So right. there's a there's a stack of towels, stack of okay. clean towels. You can get a handful. All right. Yeah. So I'll grab those and go back. Okay. Keeping an eye out on both sides for William <laughs> to jump out of the shadows mm-hmm. with his axe. Something okay. is very strange going on here. Uh, give me uh, a spot hidden, if you would, please. 98. All right. So I'm looking very carefully in that corner, but whatever it is, it's over there. <laughs> yeah, so you are, you're looking in one direction, and you're, you're walking towards the parlor. So you're crossing from, from kitchen to parlor. You're looking in one direction, and you hear a sound that um, almost your, your mind um, equates it immediately to cicadas. You hear like cicadas and you turn and there's nothing there. What's that? Cicadas, what time of the year is this? Um, good question. Um, no, ex- I believe if memory serves, it's April 3rd. Let me double check. Uh-huh. Because our telegram will tell us exactly right. April third. Okay, it is so April third. It, it could be cicadas outside, um, but that's weird. All right, so I'll continue back to the uh, the lounge. Okay, the parlor. All right. Yep. So you're back at the parlor, uh, and you can bandage up Ethan's leg enough to where uh, he feels confident to put weight on it and to walk around. Um, no additional hit points are recovered, though, because you've already had your one hit point from right. uh, first aid. Uh, also, so yeah, don't you walk guys around get... on it too much because it'll just open up the wound again. Well, you know, you've tried to tell Ethan stuff like that in the past. He just doesn't listen. I want to find my because friend. he's only got one ear. See where I'm going with that? See where I'm saying? <laughs> See what I'm saying? Well, Hit him punch the game master. <laughs> <laughs> You have to say things like that, standing on that side of him, so that he. Right. You know, as, as I finish uh-huh. up with him, I'm like I'd feel better if you had a cane, so you can keep your keep it. Reginald, I appreciate your medical attention. Thank you, my friend. <laughs> Here's Driscoll. Driscoll, did you go up to the third level yet? Gentlemen, no. Any sign of Kenneth? Gentlemen. I have some 
cigars in my Rolls Royce. And I think it is time that the four of us went and had a cigar in the driveway. They're very good cigars. This would be uh, a very good moment for the four of us to go have a cigar. I could I could use a cigar. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, so I'm sure it'll be okay. I could take a minute. I indeed have cigars in the car. I'm going to use this kind of a cigar because it's the only one I've got. Um, and and if if we're uh, you know if if we're not stopped, Claire Claire says I love cigars. <laughs> Darling, I only have four. Girls don't smoke cigars. And then <laughs> hey, that's a perfect opportunity for you to show me uh, your checking book or whatever it was that has your name on it. Remember we. <laughs> We discussed this in the hallway. You agreed that that would be something. You I, I, as, as he's talking, I put my arm up on Ethan's shoulder. I'm like, Ethan, let's go out and have a cigar, please. We'll worry about this upon return. Claire, to have a secret Claire, conversation. Claire, I will bring you back a cigar. I have and, more than four cigars. And I look, and back. I look back at Claire. I'm like, Claire, go in the bar. So Claire, Claire just kind of goes, fine. You boys have your little. Uh, do together. I'll just have another glass of wine. And she she saunters over to, to the bar cart. <laughs> she does stop momentarily to kind of check in on uh, Dr. Seamus. Ooh, are you okay? Come on, Ethan. At the car, I indeed have cigars and I hand them out. And then I light them. And as I'm being dramatic and clipping the end and puffing on this big, thick cigar, I say, I found... Kenneth. You found Kenneth. Where is he? Really? Where is he? And why didn't he come down with you? Gentlemen, I want you to accept something that I'm going to say now, and I don't want you to question me. Kenneth has discovered the secret of time travel. Okay, he's had too much to drink. We've, <laughs> there's got to be something in the air. Gentlemen, he's been working on time travel. It has to do with those two linked suits. Elizabeth is his, his love interest, a woman that he's met and has fallen in love with. And David is her nefarious brother that he does not trust. I suspect somewhere, somehow, in the uh, slipperiness of time travel, Kenneth has been lost to us. And the Kenneth I saw upstairs was, let's call him yesterday's Kenneth. Today's Kenneth, who knows where he is? I want Ethan to lose one sanity as he is overcome with an epiphany. In fact, it, it startles him so much, he has a little bit of trouble standing, but he grabs onto the vehicle and reasserts himself, and he says, Ethan, you suddenly remember there's an addendum to that letter that you received, you know, everyone received the telegram. Only Ethan received a handwritten letter. Letter, And now, and you've burned that letter, but now a memory starts flooding into you as new words are added to that letter that you have destroyed. And you're now remembering those words. And those words are, in addition to the, to the postscript, the PS, there was a, a, PPS, 
And Kenneth says, I will be hiding my diary in the blue room under the false floorboard. And you are inexplicably of two minds. You have a clear memory of the letter that you've received. Now that memory, you can actually feel that memory rotting inside your mind as it's being replaced by a new memory that includes this second PPS about his journal being hidden under a floorboard in the blue room. Wow. And so that, 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 that crawling memory is, is enveloping your brain right now. Ethan, Ethan, are you okay? I kind of lean over to help him as he looks like he's about to faint. <laughs> so if he's figured out the secret of time travel, why is the suit still here? An excellent question, Judge. Rain, that's why you're a judge, and I'm a billionaire. <laughs> Millionaire, probably. <laughs> probably right. Yeah, I don't think there were billionaires uh, yet. We need to go to the blue room, and his diary is under the, a false uh, part of the floor. Did you what? see a blue room upstairs? How could you know that? Because he's literally writing uh, this message in the note that we burned that I showed you guys in the car because he's in the future adding on to the note. You mean he's in the past adding on to the note? Yes, if he already wrote it, that would be the case. Probably after uh, Probably after Chip saw him, he realized this problem and wrote it, extending more information, including where the diary was located, to help us. So well, which, the, I haven't been upstairs. Is there a blue room? There's a... The was, nautical there room, a, right? Wasn't was there a nautical room? room? There, was, there a, was a nautical room, but it was more of like a teal green. Oh, okay. So we have we seen a blue room? You have not discovered a room that you would define as a blue room. Gentlemen, Must here's, be on the, here's the problem that we have between us as a group. I am of the opinion that the people who are currently in the house are part of the problem. And you guys don't believe me when I tell you that I believe one of the women is Elizabeth and that uh, William is actually probably her brother. And we, we need to identify the enemy. But this is the first time you've said that to us. No. Remember, I confronted William. I was suspicious of him when we first ran into him. Oh, I thought you were just being But yeah. you'd never met him before. Why would you be suspicious? Because of him? I can tell by the way he won't lock eyes with me and the way that he is in general nature a suspicious person. Okay. He won't even look at me. Before we but even, the, but the most important part is, I asked her to show me some identification with her name on it, so that we could at least rule her out. And well, she agreed that she would show me that. Even in regard, that we're talking about the reporter. Even in regards to looking for possible enemies, in regards to whatever Kenny has got himself into, uh, we should. It's probably in our best interest to find where this 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 journal is. 
find out what it is and find out what it is with the machine. If there is indeed enemies of of Kenny inside the house, I would I feel very much uncomfortable leaving them inside with his technology. So it's probably in our best interest to get inside and find everything sorted. Which is exactly what oh oh ah, sorry, sorry. He's having another PTSD attack. <laughs> he thinks there's doorbells and dogs and things in this. Matt, go look for your hat. Got it. <laughs> this is crazy. I'm gonna get cicada sounds. Apologies. We. All right. Oh, I cool. got my hat, baby. But, but can't we all can't we all agree that the the two seconds it will take her. To go to her purse and show us identification, we can at I, least eliminate her as Elizabeth. When, when he's saying this, I put my hand up in, uh, on, on your shoulder, Ethan. I'm like, Ethan, my friend, I know I've just met you today, but we must learn the art of subtlety if we are dealing with those with nefarious intent. I understand your, I wow. understand, I understand your, your, your goal, but if we do not tread carefully, they may become aware that we are now wives that there is indeed enemies in the house. He tried to steal Kenneth's work. Why we were right in front of us. He was taking all of his designs and he all of attempted, his rights. He attempted to look at it, and though I do understand no, he, protection. No, he grabbed it and tried yes. to leave the room with it. I don't remember him well, leaving that, the room. That, that oh, yes, he did. Fella, not William, the other... I can't remember now who you've punched and who you haven't, Ethan. No, the no. The guy that attacked him with an axe. You know, I haven't. I haven't. I haven't had. I haven't had ill feeling towards Quinn. Quinn may be a physicist that simply has his own personal addendums, but the way that you're talking, whoever Elizabeth and uh, 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 David is, they are definitely someone who might be a little bit more involved. And I don't think Quinn might be that individual. He might simply be a friend of. Uh, uh, Kenny's who wishes to yes, like any other fellow scientists would see interesting data and say I must absorb this information. I'm not too worried about Quinn, but your 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 interest in the others does merit some interest Game in terms master. of uh, investigating. Well, an innocent. Oh, I'm sorry, John, John. When I went into the kitchen, was there any cooking going on? Yeah, there was unattended pots and things boiling away, and yeah. So I say to them, I, 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 guys, when I went into the kitchen to get the towels for, for your leg, Ethan, um, William wasn't in there. Things are cooking, but nobody's in there attending them. So I think you might be on to something. What if these we, people, we don't know these people? But we must tread carefully. Look, look, if if they are indeed those with nefarious designs within that building, we need to make sure that they are not wise to us knowing this and that, so that we can operate. Well, do they know that we're looking for an Elizabeth and a David? I yes, think so I've Elizabeth. yelled at several times that they're not, 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 da not David. I believe you only mentioned Elizabeth. Yeah, but if it's Elizabeth, she knows she has a brother. Let's as, find as, the diary. Let's find the diary. Can everyone please give me a spot hidden? Spot hidden. And if you are Ooh. successful, Tell me how successful. I got a 100. I got a hard. Zero, eight, uh, hard. All I right. Failed. Failed. 
I hear Kenny uh, in the woods. Chip, Chip failed because he, he punched Reginald in the eye. No. Um, so uh, uh, you guys are having this very intense conversation in a, in a kind of a huddle by the cars. And uh, Judge Rain and Ethan um, are kind of positioned in a way. And they, they look up. Um, and uh, actually, I want to kind of share something with you guys, if I may. So uh, my assumption um, is that you guys are standing kind of near the, uh, the two vehicles uh, near the bottom of the circle drive. You know, maybe y'all parked your vehicles right. next to those. And uh, from this distance, you guys, uh, uh, Judge Rain and Ethan, caught a glimpse of someone um, moving through some of the tall grasses and stuff, uh, moving in a direction that would have taken them from that that barn shed kind of building towards the backyard area of the of the big house. Uh, so you've lost sight of them, but you just saw them momentarily, kind of kind of loping and kind of you know in a half jog, um, moving, you know, in that direction towards the back side of the house there's um there's somebody over there you see that mm -hmm. moving towards the back Is of the it, house what, can we approximate size uh yeah you had a you had a a good enough you know although quick you had a good enough look that both the uh, judge rain and ethan um assumed that it was william Shocker. so maybe he was That's getting shocked. something from that building what is that the barn the the yeah. garage. It actually, uh, Chip uh, looks at it, and um, and it reminds Chip of uh, of an old stable. Looks like an old stable. Oh, there's a walk on over there. Do you want to take a walk over there? Sure. Why? Because you think you saw? No, I saw it too. I, saw I don't know what that building is. Listen, I'm going to go inside and try to find this uh, uh, blue room. That's what my goal is right now. I don't think you should go in there alone. If I'll, go with, I'll go with Reggie. All right, so let me and Chip take care of uh, inside the house, and you guys go investigate the outside. All right, Ethan. Let's swing by the bar first. Let's go. Yeah. All right, so as you guys are splitting up, Reginald and Chip are hedging – heading towards the front door to go back inside. Uh, Judge and Ethan are, are starting to head towards the old stables. Uh, Claire uh, comes out onto the front steps. Um, she's holding a wine glass and, uh, and she says, boys, come on back, come on back in. Let's, let's keep looking. And then she, she waves at Reggie and Chip as they're, as they're approaching. Yes, right. yes. Uh, I'm, I believe Mr. Wallace wants another drink. <laughs> Chip, call me Chip. <laughs> I was Ethan gonna, and I are just going to keep walking towards Claire, the I'm going to freshen this up. Can I get you something? And I did bring you a cigar. Oh, well. Just, um, and she takes the cigar and then slides it into your breast pocket. And she says, keep this warm for me. Absolutely. 
why don't uh, you attend me at the bar? And then I'm looking over at Reginald. We uh, will go to the bar. Okay, and, and uh, Claire, Claire is kind of uh, kind of resisting, and she says, uh, "I'll catch up to you." And uh, she she wants to start heading down the steps uh, to kind of uh, follow uh, Judge and Ethan. Oh, Claire, they they are. I, I, I believe you've had enough adventures with Ethan, darling. You you probably best come inside and have a little drink with us. <clears throat> Claire, what's your hurry? Oh, no hurry. I'm just, you know, uh, I am so infatuated with Ethan, don't you know? Oh, is that so? What do you like about him? The missing ear? The shooting himself? Which is it that really tips it off? <laughs> it's his brassness and boldness. Interesting. Why don't you come into the parlor and tell me more? I have, you will, I have influence with Ethan, you know. You will need to persuade her to Ooh. do so. <laughs> okay. I only have a 10 in persuade, but I rolled a 13. So I'm going to spend a three. Luck. <laughs> oh, nice. Well done. Regular success. Well done. Uh, so she, she thinks about it and she's like, Hmm. Okay. So she does uh, kind of come and slips her arm around yours and, and walks in with you. And I am going to guide her directly to the parlor, past the stairs. And as we go, I want to kind of wink. And, and I go up the stairs. Yes. <laughs> Smooth as okay. All right. So Reggie peels off and starts heading up the stairs. And Chip and Claire start heading for the bar. Uh, so let's move the camera to uh, Judge Rain and Ethan. You guys have uh, crossed the gravel area and you've gotten to uh, this, it, it, it isn't a barn, it really is a stable. So it's like horse doors and stuff like that. What's up, Judge? Old stable, huh? No, I'm, I'm smoking my big cigar. Ah, I, I, thought, I, I was used to, um, <laughs> attention here, please. Okay. Just shaking my cigar. All right. Uh, so yeah, what do you guys do? Listen. Um, yeah. Okay, wow. Give me a listen. What a shocker! Fail. Oh, I'm sorry. Did you have us do a roll? Uh, well, listen. Ethan said he was going to be listening. Oh, okay. at the at the door. Okay. Yeah, uh, you didn't hear anything, Ethan. Oh, I look at the judge expectantly. Looks like it's an old stable. I'm just kind of curious why William would be over here. Let's walk towards the, it was the back of the, the barn, correct? He did seem to be, have come from the rear of the barn, and then he was, he was transitioning to the rear of the house. So he was, okay. uh, you know, as far, he clearly did not come out the front door of the barn. Right, right. Let's move back there. Maybe there's... Yeah, let's, let's take a look. Okay. Uh, so you guys circle around to the to the rear side, and and sure enough, there's a you know instead of a, like a barn style, there's a person door, right? There's, there's a, a door. there's a there's a person door back there. I'll try it. Uh, it is unlocked. All right, I'll open it up. Take okay. a look inside. Yeah, it's dark. It's dusty. Um, um, and uh, yeah, there's you know all kinds of you know there's areas where hay would be baled and stored and you can see uh, rows of stalls in here uh, you can see there's an area you know that 
holds you know riding equipment also down the center aisle of this you know because the stalls are are down the sides right, you know right. like there's four stalls down either side and down the center aisle um uh parked end to end um are two uh really old antique tractors that that look uh they look pretty pretty old they look way past their uh their usage you know so lots of cobwebs and things lots like of that. cobwebs and yeah it's it's so it's i look pretty... at ethan and i go is there a loft there is a loft as well yes does uh can i uh look for tracks in the dust before he and i start moving around in there i want to look down and filthy. see if i can see william's heavy footfalls in the dust okay give me a track roll yeah i ain't gonna go in there it's filthy this is my best suit. Yes, you are oh. dressed for dinner. Yeah. I don't see it. Okay. Well, he... Um, I am going to do, I guess, start looking around just to see if there is another door or a hatch, maybe something in the, in the floor, some sort of trap door, uh, like right, there are so cellars. It sounds like, tell me if I'm wrong, it sounds like Judge is going to stay outside of the uh, of the stables. He's at the doorway. He's looking in. It's old. It's dusty. It's dirty. It's filthy. And he's in nice clothes. Um, Ethan, are you doing the same? Or are, you, are you plowing in? Are you going in? I wouldn't say I'm plowing in. I'm, I'm, I'm cautiously moving into the room with okay. my flashlight. Uh, I'll turn my flashlight on and just kind of scan to look for anything. Remember, okay. if, there's, if there's cobwebs in that way, that he couldn't have come from there. Well, because the cobwebs I don't, would be... He didn't say that there were I mean, cobwebs. The cobwebs, the cobwebs are up in corners. They're not, they're not yeah. obstructing your, you know, your, your entrance, you know. Yeah, I, it's, also... This is not Shelob's lair. <laughs> <laughs> okay, start, start looking with my flashlight. Uh, I'm looking at the ground. And I'm heading slowly towards the loft. Okay. Uh, yeah. So you're you're looking around. Go ahead and give me a spot hidden. Nineteen success. All right. Yeah. You look around. You don't see anything on the ground. You see the uh, the the ladder, and it is a a vertical ladder to get up into the loft. You know, it's not a stairwell. Um, and uh and then the the loft area you know has some open open space you know so obviously it's not you know osha regulated right there's no handrails or anything so you know you can see fairly easily up into the loft um and so uh you're playing your light up sorry if you can hear my dog you're playing the light up and and as you look up ethan um and and Judge, you are in no position to see this. Okay, I can't see um, but uh, Ethan, as you as you play the light up, um, you see these two figures standing up there, um, and these two figures um, they seem uh, insectoid. They they seem to have segmented bodies and a and a and a segmented insectoid head with giant uh, compound eyes and antenna that seem to move independently. They seem to have multiple pairs of arms down the sides of their body, and, and they seem to be holding 
some kind of strange device. It, it's a it's a rod about you know um, it might be half a meter in length, and um, uh, you know eighty percent of that rod is uh, is got a soft ruby glow to it, and they're holding it at the other end uh, and just kind of letting the ruby glow section kind of you know they're holding that out in front of them. Make a sand roll, please. So I can see Ethan suddenly probably go. <laughs> you see that. As yeah. he sees, yeah. Oh, that is a fail. Okay. Um, let me get to them. Uh, roll a d6, please. One. Okay. Yeah, I mean, this thing kind of kind of uh, freaks you out a little bit. And so the two creatures, uh, you hear like the sound of cicadas and then they, they back up and they, they back up into a section of the, of the loft that is now out of your sight. You, you can't see them now. Ethan, what's wrong? You, you, what's up there? Two giant insectoid creatures with some sort of alien technology in their hands or in the loft. And they're also making cicada-like sounds. Come out, come out. I think we need to get you to a sanitarium. Aren't you the one who told me that somebody attacked you with an ax? Giant insects, come on. But I did hear cicadas. Come, listen. We're here to help our friend. He could be up in the loft. Uh, I'm not, not going to walk away. <clears throat> something we we got to get back to our friends and discuss this because something very wrong is going on. I see <coughs> that there's the possibility that they have Kenneth up there right now. He could die if we don't do something. I'm armed and I need your help. Hold the flashlight. Don't worry about your precious suit. I'll pay for the dry cleaning. Jesus Christ. All right. I'm going to. I thought you were a me. I'll go in. judge. I'll go in. All right. Yeah. And I, you don't well, need to pay for my suit. I make plenty of money. But I thought you did. You're, what, you're saying is prepos- what you're saying is preposterous. But I'll grab the, I'll grab the uh, flashlight. Okay. I'll, I'll head careful. towards the. Um, you're already powder. wounded. Be careful. Yeah, thank you. So do you ascend the ladder to get up well, into first, the loft? first, I want to stop and be completely quiet for five seconds with the judge right next to him and listen for that cicada sound, you know, uh, in the air. Okay. Uh, you guys can give me listen rolls if you so desire. Uh. Oh, I hear, I hear something. I'll All spend right. five luck to make a listen roll. All right. Uh, so with that listen roll, you guys hear uh, the the you know the ceiling you know the roof boards uh, creaking and, and and squeaking with the wind blowing. Okay, but not a cicada noise. No cicada noises. Okay. Describe this loft to me. How high up is it? Uh, so it's probably like a 
15 feet up 15 off the feet. ground and uh and then the roof line up there is probably another 10 15 feet of roof line up there as well like a you know the building is probably you know 35 40 feet tall so the problem is that tactically this is a bad situation for me because assuming that they are some sort of creations or, or aliens from another world they'll get the drop on me i'll be completely defenseless as i as i climb the ladder if you don't have a firearm and probably couldn't shoot mine worth a damn anyway even if i gave it to you so we need you're right about one thing judge this is not a good situation tactically for us to be in. I don't know what to do here other than get the rest of our party and bring them here and, and, and get the numbers. Well, like I say, let's go back and talk to them. Agreed. I'll, I'll back out of the barn. All right. So we'll move the camera and um, let's take it to Reggie. Reginald. Uh, so you are hiking up the uh, up the stairs. Yep. You round up to to the second floor. Do you want to stay here or keep going? Keep going. Keep going. Okay. So you uh, you keep running and uh, you ascend up to the third floor. And uh, if I may, momentarily here. Uh, so here you can see the, um, the third floor. Um, and so as you come up, um, you can see that there's, you know, a seating area uh, against that bank of windows that looks out to the backyard. And you can see uh, exactly like on the second floor, an array of, of doors, you know, in this area. And in, the, in that one corner, uh, you can see that's where the, uh, the servants' stairs uh, come up, uh, but also in that area near the servant store uh, stairs, there's a uh, a red velvet rope that comes out of the ceiling, and uh, that rope is kind of uh, swayed and and anchored uh, to the wall, and uh, the rope is you know on the ceiling. It's tied to what is clearly a uh, a square uh, up in the ceiling. Alrighty, so, so you uh, can see those array of rooms uh, marked uh, three, four, all the way around to three, nine. You can see the servant stairs are, are uh, three, one. That thing in the attic is uh, uh, three, two, and then the seating area is three, three. So I'm going to start from nine and work my way around. Okay. Uh, yeah, so you walk over to, uh, to the door uh, over by that seating area. Um. And uh, as you walk over there, uh, give me a spot hidden. Spot hidden. Fail, 89. Okay. Uh, so you walk over to the door and you open it and uh, you can see that room nine there labeled as three nine is, um, is a water closet. It's a restroom. Yeah. All right, move on to the next. Okay. Uh, talking to myself, I'm like, dear Lord, Kenny, what have you gotten me into? <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. So you go over to uh, to three eight. Hold on, just for a second. Uh, so you go to uh, three eight, and uh, this is a fairly large room. And uh, this one um, 
due to all the decorations and stuff that are in here, um, you know, this is serving as like a like a double, um, almost like a bunk room. Uh, you know, with bunk beds and stuff, so that so that maybe you know a ton of kids could be housed in here if need be. And so, this room has uh, uh, what you would uh, coin a summer uh, design to it. So we're going to call this the summer room. Okay. Uh, I take a quick look. I don't see much of the blue that I'm looking for. Uh, if I don't see so your 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 intention is not to do any kind of uh, thorough searches or no. anything. You're just you're looking, looking for, for blue room the blue room, and then from the blue room, you want to kind of do some uh, looking around, right? Exactly. Okay. Um, all right. So um, we're gonna we're gonna have you kind of doing that, but in the meantime, uh, while that's happening, uh, simultaneously, we'll uh, we'll bring the camera downstairs then, and uh, to focus on uh, Chip and Claire as they re-enter the parlor and uh and you can see now that um uh, uh dr quinn and diana um you know dr quinn's nose has uh has finally stopped bleeding you can see there's a few uh wadded up uh cocktail napkins uh shoved up into both nostrils of uh, of dr quinn's nose and um, and he's got some some major bruising uh, that's uh, starting to to swell and, and darken under his eyes, um, and um, uh, they are exiting the uh, uh, the parlor, and they're starting to head back towards the library. Hmm. Other than the obvious, is everything okay? Oh, yes. Uh, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling my, I'm feeling sorts again, and um, thought I might uh, uh, spend some time um, looking at and kind of reviewing that uh, uh, that that strange device that's in the library. I think that is a capital idea. In fact, I think those notes might still be tucked away in there. Yes, I, I just uh, dropped them on one of the tables, and I think it would be important to uh, at least review and and see what uh, what Kenneth has been working on. It's uh, clearly fascinating. Clearly, and I agree. I think you're just the man to do it. Yes, well, I'm keeping I keeping half an eye on Claire to see how she responds to this. Um, yeah, give me a psychology. Oof. I was excited for a second, but it came up 100. <laughs> so I don't even see Claire. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you you totally totally didn't notice anything, uh, and so they go, oh, uh, you know, good luck to you, and uh, Diana and Dr. Seamus or Dr. Quinn, um, continue on to the library. All right, I'll go to the parlor and to the bar cart uh, with Claire. I hope. Yes, yes, she's in tow. Uh, and uh, so she's kind of looking back. She goes, hmm, that, uh, that is a very strange device in the, uh, in the, uh, in the library. And uh, she says, um, did you notice? Yeah, did you notice that there seems to be a piece missing on the uh, left gauntlet? I'm stirring my drink. Dangerous game we're playing, aren't we, darling? 
Oh, indeed it is. It seems to be getting even more exciting with every passing moment. How much longer do you think you can go before it all falls apart in your lap? Why, I can go all night. Hmm, provided your brother assists you. But what happens when we remove him from the picture? Um, go ahead and give me another psychology roll. I'll give you a bonus die on this. Ooh. That's not going to do it, John. Chip's oblivious. Look, I can lead a horse to water, but I cannot make him drink. Um, yeah, so you kind of throw that out there uh, about her brother or whatever, and, and she, she just kind of, I'm afraid I don't catch your meaning. Oh, what I mean, my darling, is I suspect you are posing as someone else. And you can almost hear the organ in the background going, dun, dun, dun. And she just kind of chuckles and goes, I think you may have had maybe one too many drinks, Chip. This, we're not living in some kind of Agatha Christie novel, don't you know? Claire, and I'll use your, your name for now, that name, Claire. I had one too many drinks 10 years ago. I am not going to get upset at your ruse, but Ethan is going to get extremely upset at your ruse. Perhaps and I'll she, call him in here. So she, she takes a drink of her wine and she sets it down and she leans in and she gives you a kiss on the cheek. And oh. she says, she says, you are so very cute, but so very delusioned. Ta-ta. And she turns to leave. I'm not going to chase her down. That would be ungentlemanly. Okay. So she exits the uh, parlor. Hmm. I wonder how Reginald fared. All right. Reginald. Um, as you were continuing to look, um, so you were kind of going in a clockward, uh, you know, rotation around that third floor. Yeah. And so that large room was a summer design. The, the room right after that, it had, uh, really, uh, no central theme except it, it was just like a green room. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, and so then, you know, as you came around from the room after that, um, this one, it, uh, it really had a, a design uh, kind of dedicated to, uh, to polo, okay? okay. Uh, and then so as you kept going and you got to a, another room beyond that, um, this one, it had a, a design uh, that is... Uh, this one is, uh, dedicated to, uh, astrology. Very strange, very cutting edge. Mm -hmm. It, it, it isn't until you come all the way around and you're in that, you're, you open that door, uh, the last one that's, that's right next to the area contains the servant stairs and contains mm -hmm. that that velvet rope that's hanging from the ceiling you know it's next to that um 
and uh, and in that room it's it's a blue room because I, I, you go in there and it's clearly a blue room i smile and i'm like thank goodness and i kind of just rush in there and kind of look on the floor for a false floorboard okay um because you know what you're looking for you can't miss it uh so as you kind of get under the floor under the bed uh and you're sliding your hand under the bed uh one of the floorboards that the instead of it being flush the lip is up slightly and so your hand hits that pretty clearly you're able to wedge that up and sure enough out comes this leather book and it's wrapped in a rubber band all right i'll, I'll pop it open real quick and see what's inside okay uh so there's uh there's a bunch to read in here um do you take the time to review it now while you can uh, I guess you'd call it, I'm just doing a quick shuffle and see if something sticks out. If it doesn't, I just put it in my uh, jacket and start moving my way downstairs. Okay. There, you can see there are several pages that seem to catch your eye. Um, you can either take the time and start reading it now, or you can go and take it and do it something else. I don't it, de know. it depends. I really don't want to do a full explore, but if I could take like five minutes to just sit down and take a skim through, I'll do that. Okay. Let's do that. So, um, in an out-of-character sort of way, uh, if, there's, if there's one drawback to this scenario, it is the quite lengthy um, <laughs> handout. Oh, no. Handout. <laughs> this, is, this, is a, this is a multi-pager here. Um, so, uh, put on your hip waders. You're going in deep here. All righty. <laughs> Um, so, before I'm we do that, can we take a thirty-second break? Let's take a thirty-second break. All righty, I'm ready to rock. Ready? All right. All May fifth, nineteen twenty-four. Just moved into the old house with Elizabeth. Still have some unpacking to do. It's great to be back. I had some wonderful summers here. I'm ex I'm excited to start construction of the device with Elizabeth. She's truly brilliant. I love her so much. May 15th, 1924. Elizabeth have had some amazing insights into our work. She said that she gets them through a special ritual, a meditation, she calls it, and she's persuaded me to do it with her. And now something has happened. I've seen something. No, I've seen many things. Elizabeth's occult studies, they've given me a new way of thinking. I don't know how to describe it. The beginning, I touched something. A mine? A being? A concept. I don't understand it. She called it Yagsasa. Though that is the only way of looking at it. I need time to think. May 16th. After a good night's sleep, it clicked. I understand. We were going about this all wrong. I can't work fast enough. May 30th. I love Lizzie so. We are laughing so hard this afternoon. I'm so lucky to have her. June 9th, our initial experience experiments have been an amazing success. I can't express my joy. I think we can do this. Lizzie wants me to do the meditation again. She says it would help our work more, uh, move more quicker. Uh, I can't wait, but I can't. It just doesn't feel right. Frankly, I'm scared. We're working through snags. They're coming up with solutions. We're coming up with solutions. I just don't feel like I need to do it again. 
I wonder how often she has done these meditations. July 22nd. I've had the most disturbing experience of my life. Some friends of mine appeared at the house. They are from the future and something is wrong. I should be worried, but mostly I'm excited. The device works. I told them where I'm going to keep this journal under the floorboards uh, of the southeast corner of the uh, blue guest room. I will hide this from Lizzie, but I'm sure they are wrong about her. July 23rd. I've asked Lizzie if she has any siblings, and she said she, has, she was an only child. I wonder if my friends were mistaken. Uh, July 25th. Major breakthrough. We've discovered the best way to temporally travel is through thought. Today, I was able to peer into the past. It was when the house was being built. Must have been 1830 or so. I saw the workman. It was so real. I should be able to move through the space as well, but it's hard to get my mind around that. Lizzie suggested the meditation again, but I just can't bear the idea. We're making progress. We don't need it. October 5th. Things are moving slowly, but steadily. November 12th. We've had an unexpected visitor, Lizzie's cousin, David. He has come to stay. She never mentioned him before. He's very charming, but a little strange. I guess Lizzie is too in her own way. My friend said to expect a brother, but a cousin? Are, is she lying to me? David is going to be with us for a while. I don't like it. Our work can be quite dangerous and I don't want him getting hurt. This all seems a little too convenient. I'm starting to wonder if Lizzie is deceiving me for some reason. January 3rd, 1925. Overheard a hushed argument between Lizzie and David. I don't know what it was about, but they seem to be trying to keep it away from me. Uh, keep it from me, sorry. January 23rd, fighting again. Still not sure what's going on. I feel like Elizabeth is hiding something from me. I'm starting to not trust her. It's, I've, uh, hold on. I thought it was a good idea to put security on the device, so I installed a code input system, alphanumeric. Only I will know the true code. Something like this cannot fall into the wrong hands. February 20th, I purchased a handgun in town. I do not trust David. I know that they, uh, I know just having this gun might lead to drastic measures, but for now, it's solely for insurance. March 14th, caught David snooping around the library. He says he was looking for a book, but I don't know, can't trust him. I don't think he's her cousin. He might have something on her. Blackmail? I don't know. I wrote a letter to one of my old friends I saw in July. It contains the code, a safety measure. Is that if I'm in danger or something goes wrong, I want someone to be able to fix things. March 29th. Today is the day that I test the machine. It's a small step moving 10 minutes into the future. I've noticed a few strange things, but it might be due to lack of sleep. Uh, mostly strong episodes of deja vu, but more disturbingly shapes of people. I'm not sure if it's me or possible temporal feedback. We'll investigate further. And I believe that's the last entry. Very strange. So, Reggie, you're up in the blue room. Yep uh and thumbing through this uh alone yeah what do you want to do i kind of just get up i'm like now i'm worried uh i'm gonna uh the floorboards that were on the floor um can i pick one of them up like completely off the floor yeah yeah how big are they are they... 
Uh, you know, it's probably, you know, a three foot length of, of flooring. Okay. Yeah. I'll feel good with this. I'll hold this in my hand and start making my way downstairs. Okay. Uh, uh, so, yeah. So you open the door to the blue room yep. and um, there in the, in the hallway, right there in front of you, uh, prowling around are four gray wolves. I will slowly back up and close the door. <laughs> okay yeah you you close the door and as the door is closing the wolves kind of look at you and they start to snarl and growl <laughs> and you just kind of uh okay nice nope. puppy and shut the door <laughs> okay i think i'm stuck up here um i guess i'm gonna explore the room a little bit see what i can actually if there's anything out here i can use up here I so can let's use. let's pause there uh as uh, judge rain and ethan um, are entering into the house. What do you guys do? Immediately start looking for everybody. Okay. See where everybody is. Where do you look for them? Uh, well, the parlor would be the first place we go. Okay. So. All right. So you guys head over to the parlor and, excuse me, uh, inside the parlor is Chip. Hello, Chip. lads. Hey. Chip, where is uh, Reginald? Reggie. He went upstairs looking for the blue room. I confronted Claire. And? I could not break her defenses. Well, let me tell you, you know, the story. And I tell them what I saw in the loft. And they were holding what appeared to be the object that we've been searching for. Maybe the power supply for one of the suits. It was glowing on its own, and the only thing that does that, unless it was luminescence, you know, some sort of power or whatever, but it appeared to be a source of energy, maybe the source of energy that we need. Of course, that the thing that they were holding was far bigger than the five inches by two inches by one inch deep thing that, you know, that void in the glove. Yeah. The thing that they were holding was, you know. It's like a staff. Yeah, yeah it was like a short staff. Yeah. Right. Almost but wait, like a, like a, you like think a there's extraterrestrials in the stable? Here's what I think. I think that when he opened and he changed the rules of physics, when he began to time travel, he got their attention somehow. And that there's other players, I don't know, the Kaiser, for God's sake, could uh, be organizing this. There's no way to tell who the players are. But I can tell you this. You we, think need to, we need to look at the simple fact that we need to find the blue room and see if there's more information in that diary. Because I'm the only armed person and I can't take on, who knows, they might have some sort of, I don't know, ray guns that could evaporate me or, or disintegrate me. It would stand to reason. Well, uh, Reginald went upstairs to look for the blue room. Right. I'm afraid that I may have tipped our hand to Claire well, indicating that we're on to her game. What, what do you think, Rain? I'm very confused. Well, can I suggest a simple thing? Can we proceed with my plan of confronting her about her identification? Can we just do that? Before we look for Reggie? If After we find Reggie, and uh, then we'll confront her about her identification. How's that? 
Of course, Ethan. Now, she was awful keen to run outside and follow you and Rain. If and you find her slippery brother, William, or David, or whatever the hell his name is. Well, he's in league with the insect men. I can tell you that. That's what he was doing in the barn. He was probably consulting with them. If he's not one of them, I mean, we don't even know if they're human. We have no idea what they are. The, the, the insect men likely aren't. Well, yeah, I, I, that stands to reason unless they're in costumes, which I find hard to believe that they'd be standing in the hot barn dressed in costumes. But you know what? This entire thing, including you, and I point slowly at Rain, and I point across, you could all be figments of my imagination, and I could be strapped in an sanitarium just like I was the last time that I came through the TP. Well, Ethan, let's. Why don't we? Uh, why don't we casually go upstairs and look for Reggie? You go there. I'm going to go into the library where the professor and Diane. By yourself? That's crazy. Well, are we all going? Why don't we just get a big belt and wrap it around us all? Reggie's upstairs by himself for crying out loud. What are we, babies? He's probably go. doomed. Just go. All right, Ethan, why don't you and I, we'll, well, you're armed. You go upstairs and I'll go with the judge. Agreed. Oh, my. Oh, I'll start heading upstairs. It's just because Driscoll doesn't want to walk up the stairs. Didn't I you get attacked by a man with, a, uh, with an axe? Didn't you just tell me that or am I making up that? I told you that we might all be hallucinating. Right, you but, saw a giant panther made out of glass. Come on. And two insect people. Yeah, this is not rational. But I do know people. Insect people are more. I'm telling you that, I didn't that see Claire, the is, is Claire and William, like I've been saying for hours now, they are part of the problem. And you're going to go in there. Well, how unarmed. do you know that it's not Diana and Seamus? Because nobody could be as droll as Seamus and not be a Harvard professor. That's why. I, I know that laugh. Except he's in there with the machine and the papers. Anywhere. I did my undergrad there. He's, he's legitimate. But right. anyway, I'll start heading up the stairs. I do like Triscoll's idea. Yes, and we'll go into uh, the library. All right, so who's going where? Driscoll and I are going into the library. Ethan is going upstairs to find Reginald. Okay. So uh, we're going to move the camera as you guys split up. Ethan is hobbling up the stairs, and Rain and, uh, and, and Chip are heading for the, uh, for the library. Reggie, um, so you opened up the door, and there are these gray wolves, you know, uh, walking around, and you're like, "Oh my!" And you just kind of slowly shut the door <laughs> as as they uh, are snarling. You definitely get the door shut and latched, you know, so it's fully shut. What do you do? All right. So my first thing is to look around the room. Okay. What can I use? What's this room look like? Now I'm looking for details because I already knew where to look before with the thought floorboards. So you turn around from the door, and uh, on the other side of the room, near the window, near the uh, the, the wardrobe that's standing there, um, you see Kenneth 
but Kenneth has no skin and he's just this raw bloody red musculature of, of a person his eyes there are no eyelids so these bulging white eyes are staring out at you his both arms come out and he screams save me and you see this like black vortex behind him and and it's it's like pulling him in you see the blood uh, that's seeping off of his skin is being pulled into this black hole behind him and he is just like like uh stretching into eternity as he's falling backwards into this black hole make a sand hole yeah <laughs> what's my sanity oh pretty high 70 you thought the wolves were bad <laughs> success uh okay uh lose a uh lose uh d3 plus one d3 plus one all right and uh and so yeah uh piece by piece uh kenneth is torn apart and sucked into this black hole you feel nothing from this gravity well you don't feel anything but he's just torn to ribbons and then and then the black hole just kind of and and disappears i kind of sit there like oh my god kenny oh my god i think i kind of just sit there like amazed for a second and I start I move towards the corner of the room slowly and see if I can make heads or tails what the hell I just saw <laughs> yeah no uh, the room uh, could use a dusting uh, but uh, I, I touched the wall where the thing was and I'm like and your your fingers you know drag along you can feel like uh, air bubbles under some of the wallpaper yeah uh, you know it's, it's, it's dry and brittle under your fingertips Jesus uh, I go back to looking around the room for, for, for something for help. <laughs> okay. Um, are you looking for a weapon? Uh, are you looking well, for... If I can spot? find a weapon better than the stick I have? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> uh, so go ahead and uh, uh, give hidden. me a spot hidden. 90. Yeah, you don't find anything of, of uh, that seems like it would be helpful other than this three foot long uh, board, but you know, you have to use two hands to hold on to it, you know, so. This is a bedroom though, right? This is a what? A bedroom? It is a bedroom. I'm gonna take the comforter off the bed. <laughs> okay. And just kind of keep it with me. If I can throw it on something, I will to distract okay. them. <laughs> all right, all right. So you pull the comforter off, what do you want to do? Uh, I, I go back towards the door and I kind of just listen out there, you know, put my ear to the door and see what I can hear. Okay, give me a listen roll. Listen roll. Nice, 16. Success. Yeah, it seems you're pretty right. sure it's it's quiet out there. All right, I'll crack the door open a spell. Okay, uh, so as you're cracking the door open, uh, you see Ethan approaching the door. Oh, Ethan, be careful. I saw wolves up here. <laughs> You're muted. <laughs> okay, out comes the gun. Uh, oh God, he's I, gonna shoot you. As I say that, I'm kind of peeking around the door, just kind of like seeing if I can see the wolves. But I'm like, I just saw wolves a second ago, and I kind of look in it. Uh, no need to convince me. I saw insect people over at the loft in, in that building that we went to. So I'm I'm having as much fun as you are. But did you find the diary? Yes, I have it right here. Is there anything in the hallway or are we good? 
We're good. There's nothing in the hall. In okay. in fact, when when and, uh, Ethan says insect people, um, that's what you know. That's a much better description of what you saw downstairs, uh, kind of walking away with the weird uh, Z formation segmented leg. Right. Is um, a, is insect. like a giant insect person. Okay, so that's what I saw downstairs. Look, uh, look, look uh, and I, I'm holding a, a two by four and a comforter <laughs> in my hand. The judge, our rain wanted to go with Driscoll, on, you know, the two of them to confront the other characters of Eat this, this. Uh, adventure here, or whatever this dream is that I'm having that we're all in. After I'm after I'm sure for a second that everything was safe where we are, I kind of just put my hand on Ethan. I'm like, Ethan, I I just saw Kenny. I I I, I think he's dead. He 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 got pulled into. I saw him skinless, and 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 muscles, and he got pulled into a vortex. It literally tore him apart. He he yelled to save him, and I couldn't. He he just disappeared and and that's it i i i don't think he's of this plane anymore <clears throat> well the problem is that if he is going into the future and he's going into the past and all these things are happening i'm not smart enough to figure it out but i do think that just because he dies in one future doesn't mean that we can't stop him from dying in the future i mean maybe we can change it Maybe, but if, rescue him. maybe, but if what I saw it is, that's my old... That's well, let me tell pain. you a secret. William is not leaving this facility alive, if I have anything to say about it. And I am going to make sure that those insect people get killed as well. Okay. Bold words. Are you on board finally with me, or, or do you still think I'm imagining all this? I definitely do not think you're imagining this, but I right do. On. Let's, I do. Let's find some guns. He has to have some guns around here somewhere. He, I pulled the journal out a little bit. I'm like, he he mentioned he bought a gun. It might be in his room. Let's go look. Okay. As, right. as we're going as we're going downstairs, I mentioned I'm like uh, I'm okay with a gun if if you need a second gun. <laughs> um, can can you answer me? Did he ever have skeet as a hobby? Was he part of the gentleman that uh, did skeet shooting? You know, typical Harvard East Coast uh, skeet shooters. Kenny? Who are you talking about, Kenny? Yeah, Kenny. Uh, did I know him to shoot skeet sure. as a hobby? Okay, yeah. so we need to find his skeet guns. Shotguns would help us with those insect things, that's for sure. Well, so, he, he specifically mentioned he purchased a gun because he felt endangered for his life in his journal here. So he might have another pistol in his uh, in his room. I don't know about the skeet shooting, but I know for a fact he must have another gun somewhere. Okay, let's let's take a look. All right, so you guys uh, head down the central stairwell to the second floor, and uh, you know where uh, from uh, talking to Chip. You know which room is uh, Kenneth's bedroom. And uh, which is uh, two seven on that map, and oh, uh, so you, oh, oh, yeah, go ahead. I stop and I say, Kenneth, if you can hear me, write in the journal where you've hidden the gun. Nothing. 
It might take him time. All right, let's keep looking in the meantime. Uh, okay. we'll, we'll, we'll check his room. All right. Uh, so, yeah, you go into the room and go ahead and give me a spot hidden. Yeah. Nice. Oh, nine. <laughs> uh, Nathan? Damn, judge, hard success. Okay. Nice. Close to extreme. One off of extreme. Good job. <laughs> Uh, so uh, fantastic. So yeah, Reggie, yeah, you and Ethan go in and Reggie, you're very, uh, uh, diligent. Uh, you're checking, uh, every corner in between mattresses, things like that. There's no pistol to be found. There's no shotgun to be found, but, uh, Reggie, as you stand up, you glance out the window and, um, you're a little bit taken aback at, um, uh, how dark it is outside and uh, all of the, the heaping uh, drifts of snow all over the evergreens, all over the, the yard, everything out there. My God, it's spring. Why is it snowing? And we have yes. not been here for hours. I pull out a watch. I'm like, we haven't been here for that many hours. What? <laughs> The guy just it's probably something the machine, some gravity or some field that uh, happens when he travels through time. It's probably distorting uh, stuff around us. But let's there. There has to be some sort of room, like where there's billiards tables and shotguns and and all of his hobbies. But well, I, I would assume that would be downstairs in the parlor if you're talking in that sense. But there was nothing like that. Did in you there. guys check the entire downstairs? Yeah, we did. Is there? Isn't there another floor above us? Well, I checked the third floor, but I kind of rushed through it to find the blue room. Let's go check better on the third floor. Okay. Okay. So you guys uh, head back up the central stairs to go to the third floor and we'll move the camera to uh, Judge Rain and Chip as they go into the library. Uh, as you guys enter into the library, um, you can see um, uh, Dr. Quinn is uh, seated on a stool at one of the uh, uh, tables and uh, and he's uh, you know drawing his finger down some pages as he seems to be uh, trying to absorb uh, what's going on. And he he looks up at one of the chalkboards that are you know the they're on wheels right you know and the the board whole board flips over and uh, so he's looking at some equations that are uh, scratched out on the chalkboard and uh, clearly uh, Dr. Quinn is just trying to get his noodle. Uh, around what's uh, what's going on in here science-wise. Um, and Diana seems to be uh, helping out to a, to a small degree as uh, she's uh, just kind of, she's kind of there checking a few things out, whatnot. Okay. And, but no does, Claire, just the two of them? Just the two of them, no Claire. Does, does Diana seem to understand any of the complex math or anything? Uh, as she's assisting him, or um, she's a uh, yeah. teacher, but she's yeah, not, I mean, not going to know calculus. And yeah, she has some, uh, you know, there's some basics, but she's definitely, you know, in fact, uh, she's kind of a sounding board because Dr. Quinn is kind of like talking to himself. And so mm -hmm. it, it's almost like he's in a classroom setting where by 
by uh, instructing and kind of, you know, vocalizing to Diana, it's helping to, you know, have those uh, thought processes and thought patterns align in his own head. And uh, so they're just having a conversation about physics. Um, uh, Dr. Quinn, can I ask you a few questions? Um, yes, uh, certainly, Judge. How may I help you? Did you, when you arrived at the house, who was here before you? Um, Claire. Claire. Was William here? Well, yes. Uh, William's the manservant. So Claire and William were here before you arrived. Um, uh, but Diane wasn't. No, Diana, um, uh, and she says, I, I showed up just a, a little while after, as I believe. He goes, yes, it wasn't too much longer. All right. Um, have you, while the, uh, other than the punch to the nose, which I apologize for, have you experienced any weird things in this house? Well, I... I don't think I follow. Uh, and yes, other than um, other than the uh, the unfortunate uh, assault earlier, uh, I do want to speak to you about uh, pressing charges. Don't you know? I understand. Um, we can talk about that later. Uh, Ethan's a World War One vet. I'm sorry, Great War vet. Uh, There's more than one. <laughs> Yeah. Time travel. <laughs> yeah, time travel. Um, do you understand any of this? What does it look like it's pointing towards? If you're asking for my professional opinion, I, I think it's pointing towards an illness. This, um, th these are flights of fancy. I, I, I can't see how any of this is uh plausible and and this and he's using a pencil kind of tapping at the brass on it this tink 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 this thing is is just um it's a decoration you don't think that this is the device that catapulted kenneth forward in time well time travel is is a farce a fancy it's a it's science fiction, if you will, but we, so were light bulbs to Camelot. We and yet... have we have been experiencing very odd things in this house. We have seen Kenneth. I haven't. Uh, Driscoll saw him. I saw. But it wasn't. Kenneth. It wasn't Kenneth from today. It was Kenneth from possibly months ago. I yes. saw I saw William, but it wasn't the William that we saw in the morning. It was a disheveled, a damaged William from the future. Yes, future William. I think that our Kenneth has ruptured something in his attempt to time travel, and he has caused some sort of a is there, is there any equipment in this room that is doing something? And uh, yeah, I mean, you guys can do um, a spot hidden or 
if you have a science-based skill, maybe that. Well, maybe I'm physics or that are turned huh? on. I'm looking for yeah. lights or something that's glowing. Or... None, none of the equipment, none of the scientific equipment in here seems to be illuminated or running. There doesn't seem to be a generator. There doesn't seem to be any kind of any kind of electrical field being generated at all. All right. Um, and is there anything that it looks like you could put a code into? It does not. Nothing like that. Missing device, Judge. Probably. I'm not saying this out loud. I'm ah. asking the chief. Um, something very strange is going on here, doc, uh, Doctor. And we're trying to get down to the root of what it is. Just call mm. me, Chip. Chip, everybody. And, and, and Quinn, Seamus kind of looks at Chip and says, and goes, I think he was addressing me, sir. Oh. And have any of you seen William? And Doctor, in your experience, has the rending of time ever produced alien extraterrestrials? Driscoll, none of this has ever happened before. Um, He thinks it's science fiction. Diana, Diana says, let me see if I understand this. You've spoken to future William and past Kenneth, and there are disturbances in the time. It may be even yes, Driscoll, darling. Yes, keep going. That Driscoll has caused a bootstrap paradox. Something he said to to. Kenneth caused Kenneth to create a time machine that's that caused ultimately Driscoll to go back in time and give him the idea. It's an uncreated moment, which is a paradox. Which came first, Driscoll or Kenneth? Kenneth so in a way, Driscoll. this is my invention, you're saying. Diana, Diana says... Um, uh, uh, no. Sir, if you if you're not feeling well, I do have a a, a mild sedative in my bag in the uh, parlor. I'd be more than happy to uh, to get it for you if you'd like. No, we do think that we're all. It sounds it's getting crazier by the minute. When this when this starts to occur in front of you, that's what's happening. Somehow we have created. For all we know, the insect men are here to stop the paradox. And no, insect Driscoll, men. it wouldn't be you because you couldn't have done that without the time thing already existing. Oh, it's tricky logic, this time travel. It's, it's an impossible logic. Oh. I wonder if there's a gun around here. Keep reading the keep reading the paper. See if we can figure out a way to stop this. Um, certainly. Um, yes, we'll continue our studies if that's, if you think that would help. Yeah, it's the only thing we've got. Obviously, obviously, Kenneth invited you here after he talked to Driscoll, which means that you're here for a reason. I see. Okay. You're the only physicist here. And that is true. 
So what does Chip and Judge want to do as, as, uh, as Dr. Quinn and Diana settle in to continue their studies? Drink. Judge? <laughs> where is Claire? Sneak I, I don't know where the fuck Claire is. Sorry much for my... my oh, your lawyer language French. is coming out. My Laura <laughs> language, yeah. My old Laura, your lawyer language. Let's find Claire. All right. So Judge Rain and uh, Chip leave. Um, uh, I want to keep the camera uh, here if we can. Where do you guys uh, want to go? I'm not so sure that I want to go look for Claire. I. We saw we saw William going back towards the kitchen. I want to check the kitchen and see if he's in the kitchen. Go to the kitchen. Besides that, cooking food is driving me crazy. All right. Uh, so you two uh, leave the library and uh, head for the kitchen. Okay. Right. Um, so as you go into the kitchen. Um, Uh, as y'all walk into the kitchen, there is uh, there are two of these insect men uh, standing there, and uh, the, as they see you guys, you kind of seem to startle them, and uh, they begin to screech in in a uh, in a in a cicada like cadence, and both of you give me sand rolls. All right, ninety. Zero five. Nothing phases Chip. Nothing phases Chip. He loses zero. Uh, roll a d6, Judge. Here we go. Three. Okay. Uh, what do you guys do? So these uh, these creatures. Oh, one of them. The door like this. <laughs> one of them is holding this rod about you know. Uh, two foot long and most of it is glowing it's like a it's like a crystalline rod and it has a ruby glow to it is there any way these are men in suits um you don't think so no i i, I immediately slam the kitchen door and i hold it closed and i'm no, like, wait we're in is there a boiling pot of water well you'd have to go past them to get to it yeah wait, oh, they're, they're the right kitchen. there they're right there um I'm oh, just yikes. like, Ethan's right. Ethan's right. <laughs> the door All right. So you back out and shut the door. Yes, yeah. we do. All right. So as, as, as you slam the kitchen door shut, that's where we will uh, uh, pause tonight's <laughs> game. Bugs in yeah. the kitchen. Got a roach Roaches and dinner. Here. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That was awesome. He invited us for dinner and he's got a roach problem. Yeah, exactly. Our players Not included... Great. Our players included Matt Ryan, Philip Greeley, Je Jesse Aponte, and myself with John Hook as the Keeper of the Secrets. We're currently producing up to four shows a week with music and sound effects added in post-production in order to create a richer listener experience. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. The cost involved with the show are provided almost entirely by our patrons. Without them, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. If you'd like to help support our show, please visit our Patreon account just a dollar or two a month helps us a lot. You can 
find the link in the description below. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch the bell icon for updates on our latest shows and leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answering any questions you might have. This is Tom Riley, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure in the universe of HP Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck and good gaming.